can't believe you two took that raving lunatic seriously. What do you think this is? <laughs> I've been, um, since I've done one, been kind of battling a, <clears throat> a little bit, as you can probably hear a little bit, was battling a little bit of a, a little congestion, a little cold. I think there's been a lot of that going around. People have been um, kind of coughing a lot and uh, battling uh, whatever it is, and then <clears throat> you're... Um, also, you know, people are freaked out by the that whole coronavirus thing. So, you sneeze or cough, people look at you like, you know, you're some kind of diseased, crazy person or something. But uh, <clears throat> everything's good. I'm just getting over that. And um, so, last week, um, actually this past Friday was Valentine's Day. And as um, some of you may already know, on Valentine's Day, usually I will do my film showcase, which I um, named Love Actually about 15 years ago um, as a tribute to the movie Love Actually, which um, was, was actually one of my favorite romantic comedy type movies. And uh, it was great. You know, not as we didn't get the this. This was probably one of the first non-sold-out years. Um, <clears throat> but we did it at the Stone Creek Bar and Lounge. Shout-out to John there and the crew there. Awesome crew. Um, had uh, 12 films and uh, all of the short nature. And they were, I, you know, I feel like, you know, it was a great selection, I feel like. if you If you were... <clears throat> one of the people who actually got to come out to the event and I appreciate if you'd uh, you know leave us some feedback let us know what you thought about the films um but I, what I thought you know I haven't done this before but I thought would be a great idea would be to interview the filmmakers from all of the films so um over the next couple of weeks we'll have bunch of different filmmakers on the show and we'll talk you know about what they're doing and how they got to where they are and their films and those kind of things and the one that's coming up on the podcast today John like uh, <clears throat> his film is I met a girl it was the first time it's been screened anywhere at our festival which um, was like a really great honor for me personally to be able to be the first time someone um, has screened their film at our event which was cool and it was a good it's a good short um if you don't get to check it if you didn't get to check it out at love actually um i do encourage you to keep tabs on john like and um your next time he screens somewhere um definitely check out some of his work he's he's a he's a good actor he's a very good actor very good director very good producer i mean just such a nice guy 
it was a great podcast, great conversation, and um, you know, very much. I think people will enjoy this podcast. Um, yeah, so you know, we did the festival on Friday, and um, you know, it was good. It was um, not the most packed place, but it was good, and I, I feel like, um, you know, people generally enjoyed it. It was a bit cold in the room, so I think there was, because um, it was pretty, it was pretty cold outside that night, and um, it was a bit cold in the room, and I feel, you know, a few people were um, a little chilly in the room, but um, otherwise, it was a good event, and um, again, um, really happy and grateful to the people at Stone Creek Bar and Lounge. For having us there again, this is our second year in a row that we've done them there. So, um, yeah. So, um, you know, so that kept me busy the last couple of weeks, which is one of the reasons why I didn't get to um, haven't done a podcast. Um, I was busy screening films and doing all the stuff that leads up to the event, that kind of a thing. Um, all the podcast, um, the download, which I do with Chris Saunders. Um, we're actually, we, I think we're going to try to do one this, well, not this week, maybe the week after next. I'm not entirely sure because this week's kind of busy too. I have another event coming on, um, which is for content makers, people who, uh, tell stories and, um, create content online. And, um, that's also going to be Stone Creek, so... If you're interested, go up to my website, DarrenJenkins.com, and you can sign up to attend. It's a lot of people have already signed up. We'll probably have to close the registration tomorrow because we got a lot of people um, who signed up. Um, yeah, so you know, this week we probably won't be able to get to another download podcast because um, not only do I have this event, but... Um, my co-host Chris Saunders has his twentieth show, the the twentieth show he's done at the Bitter End, um, in New York City. So he's he's kind of celebrating that and his birthday all at the same time. He's releasing a, he he released a new um, <clears throat> a new um, single like a week ago called Palace of Marbles. Really good song. Um, if you haven't. Um, had a chance to listen to it i encourage you to stop by apple music or spotify or wherever else you find your music and um be sure to follow him I, you know he's really a talented music artist and um you know i think um if and or if you're in new york he's performing on the 20th so it's two twenty. 20 and his 20th show so it's a whole bunch of 20s going on there um so this um this week on the 20th he'll be performing <coughs> at the bitter end in new york city um i'll be there as well just doing my thing and um you know so we're a little you know kind of busy right now so, you know, another podcast this week's going to be tough. I am recording a couple of podcasts for Drop the Mic this week. Um, a couple more of the filmmakers this week. Um, I'll be um, 
kind of having conversations with them. And then I am, um, I'm working on a podcast event, which I think, uh, shaping up to be really good. It's shaping up to be kind of, kind of cool. Um, if I, I don't want to get people too excited about the, the, the panelists, speakers, whatever you want to call them. Um, but we do have a list right now that is shaping up to be kind of kick-ass. Um, so, um, if you're a podcaster or if you're somebody who is exploring advertising, um, through podcasting or if you're a audio engineer or if you're, if you work for marketing or a social media company, or if you are a fan of podcasting, this is going to be, it's going to be a really good event. And I believe, you know, we haven't <clears throat> set a specific uh, final date, but it looks like it'll be in May. Um, if you want to find out more or if you want to get involved, because we are looking for one or two um, podcasters to be part of the conversation. Um, you can go up to my website, DarrenJenkins.com, and on the event page, you or uh, yeah, on the event page, we'll probably have some stuff up there for you to read. Or if not, you can just go up to Facebook and search Darren Jenkins Media and there'll be some stuff there as well. Um, so coming up next is, um, like I said, brilliant writer, producer, actor, director, John Lyke, um, uh, who, like I said, couldn't have been more any, any nicer. He was just a lovely person. Um, had a great time talking to him. And I think, uh, you know, um, you'll enjoy this conversation and, um, you know, let's get this party, party started. Um, uh, so up next, John Mike, enjoy. So, uh, I, I'm going to start here by thanking you for, has this not screened anywhere else? Uh, the film we're talking about is um, I Met a Girl by John Lyke. And yeah, it has not screened anywhere else. You guys would actually be the first. Damn, son, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw it. I mean, it's like a love story, and I saw you, I mean, you guys, the love actually, I'm like, ah, let's just send it to uh, like a rom-com type festival thing and and just send it there i'm not uh yeah thought it'd be pretty cool i i like the idea if it's just like a bunch of romantic movies and stuff like that so yeah figured it'd be a perfect home to to start it off well uh thank you for thinking of us that way that's awesome um yeah. so i'm gonna i'm gonna start from the beginning a little bit here and um so you're originally from where Connecticut. Connecticut. Okay. You grew yeah. and you grew up there? Oh yeah, I grew up in a small farm town, kinda like uh, a little bit like Stranger Things in the sense of, you know, you ride your <laughs> bike to your friend's house, you play in the woods, you get home by dark. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, and with the so um 
grammar school, uh, high school in the same town, or did you? Yeah, I went to high school. I lived there till I was 17, and then I, I moved up to Burlington, Vermont. I went to film school there at Champlain College, and then uh, kind of bounced around the U.S. a little bit for like a year or two. I was, uh, was actually living in Manhattan on a I was working a gig in Manhattan, a film job, for a couple of months, and then I uh, finally made the move to L.A. Oh, wow. So while you were in college is where you – this is where you started your, your road down the filmmaking path, correct? Actually, no. Oh. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was – you know, I mean, I was like any other kid, you know, with a home video camera making movies, but I was always a little uh, – a little more picky about them, I guess you could say. I'd always be like telling my mom to get in the corner and do this, and I'd, I'd have these ridiculous stories that were basically like Gilligan Island remakes or whatever <laughs> show I was watching, and and then I'd always screen it, and I was like, I get all excited thinking I made some you know Spielberg masterpiece, and and then it would look like total garbage, and I just didn't understand why. Mm. Um, but I was fortunate enough, even though I'm from a small farm town in Connecticut, uh, my best friend's dad fortunately enough was um an emmy award-winning dp whoa so nice. he was like he kind of took me under his wing when i was about 13 and uh i was finally able to like make my films look really good hmm. but then they still were terrible so i was like uh. more into directing and then writing and acting and i've kind of i've held i've worn the hat over the uh over the years in almost every every department pretty much actually and like legitimately held it, not just like I did everything on this film. Like, I've 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 worked in a lot of professional film, like big budget films, and a lot of different departments. <laughs> yeah, I am looking at your bio. Yeah. And okay, so you were stuntman on the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah, yeah, I was a, I was a stunt double on that. So I've dabbled in stunts uh, occasionally. I'll like stunt coordinate and stunt do stunt work occasionally uh, here and there. It's a uh, it's very dangerous, but a lot of fun and pays pretty well. <laughs> that's crazy. Like, so what? That's so. I love that film. So that's why I'm <laughs> yeah. kind of like, what? And shooting it in New York was so cool. Wow, that's that's that is. You truly uh, have been in pretty much everything in the in the film side of yeah, things. yeah i've 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 i mean yeah i've edited tv shows movies um been like right now i'm i'm shooting uh i've been actually doing like camera cinematography work on um this new show f for apple plus called swagger oh swagger is, yeah yeah so you know about that so I'm, I've been shooting that down in virginia which is why I'm I'm hoping to make the uh, festival, but I might be down in Virginia working on that. Oh, understandable. Um, yeah, yeah, that. and I'm doing like I'm doing like a kind of Steadicam work on that just to to get a few bucks to fund my short films. Pretty much whenever whenever the pay uh, whenever the bank accounts are running low, I, gotcha. I tend to start dabbling away from writing and and acting and directing and and doing that stuff. Oh, uh, so. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so, like, growing up, were you, like, you know, you're trying to be this film auteur of sorts? Like, yeah. Were, were there, like, any people that you were kind of drawing inspiration from? or? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, like, um, my like my first, like, real big inspiration was definitely Wes Anderson. Um, <sighs> like, Bottle Rocket is just one of my favorite films. Um, I, think it's, I think he's kind of, to be honest, I think he's gone downhill a little bit. 
I think his films have lost their heart, but I, I think his early work really has really cool style, really unique. Like you can spot a Wes Anderson movie from a mile away. But then I know I really actually got drawn to the stories and the characters and kind of the the heart that's like kind of underneath all that uh, mm. detailed jazz or whatever you'd want to call it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so so okay, so you you've you're 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 just young filmmaker. I mean. Had you been doing a lot of like, so how did you, I guess, how did you end up getting into like the more, um, the bigger projects as a, cause that's, I, I, I would guess like, you know, for a filmmaker and most of the general sense when you're a young filmmaker and my nephew's like trying to be a filmmaker currently, um, yeah. his struggle is trying to, um, f- you know, like where, how he finds the entry point, you know what I'm saying? Totally, totally. Yeah, it's 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 kind of hard to. I mean, like I said, I've been in it for a while. I was really lucky to have my 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 like childhood best friends, like dad, kind of take me under his wing, Bruce Taylor uh, at Taylor Vision, and and he kind of started bringing me on sets. And yeah, I'd get like coffee for the director, but he also was lucky enough for me to like actually start setting up C stands and start figuring it out. And then I met people from there and was able to get some work here and there and more so just like second AC gigs or, or, or camera operating gigs and stuff like that. But I was able to at least make a few bucks in the industry. Sure. Then um, through that, I've just, you know, I went to school for film and, and met a lot of people and a lot of my friends have worked in film. So you kind of just start to be like, Oh, right. can you come help out on this gig or can you do this? And like the stunt thing kind of fell into my lap for, there's a, um, there's like a, a buddy of mine's, brother is a stunt man and and he kind of knows me and they were just looking for someone to do like professional rollerblading for secret life of walter mitty they like vfx out rollerblades uh, and that so that's how like i got into even though i'd done a few little stunt like acting gigs here and there i did like a local ct lottery commercial that was pretty funny huh. and over the top but uh but yeah I, I he he kind of brought me into that and i like auditioned and stuff and got that and then um, from there, yeah, just like moved to LA and, and just kind of just tried to network and it, it's slow at first, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you get a gig here or there and you, you try to survive and sure. editing also was a big thing for me paying the bills. Like I, I've been video editing on premiere since it like premiere one or whatever, you know, back, mm, back originally now days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember doing that, and so I remember making like I made like my cousin's wedding video when I was sixteen for free, and all of a sudden I had that, and then people would kind of start hiring me and and doing little little things like that where you know it's it wasn't enough to fully support myself, but then again I was only like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen years old, so it wasn't like I needed huge income like that. Those little extra few bucks were pretty big, and then. I took that and kind of just ran with it. Just slowly gigs would come here and there. I'd apply to like a video editing place that was looking for, you know, younger talent. And they'd usually bring me in kind of on the lower level. Like you said, like you just kind of go in, you're like a PA. They right. just have you down and stuff. And then all of a sudden they see, they're like, all right, could you maybe put this together? And they're like, oh, you can actually, you can actually edit. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden they start giving me more stuff and, and things like that. And then meanwhile, I'm, getting camera operating gigs and you're always kind of just just bouncing around and then when I moved to LA I kind of dropped everything actually and just like fully dove into acting 
um, I took the money I made from Secret Life of Walter Mitty and was just like, I need to figure out this like right. acting thing because I love acting, I love film acting. And I think an actor impacts the film the most, right? Um, of all the departments, like with the exception of like a Paul Thomas Anderson or a Wes Anderson or a director that really has like a very specific style, almost to a they're pretty anal about it. I feel like the actor, I don't know, can really, really brings the most to a film sometimes. And so I really want to just kind of dive into that. And mm. and then while I was out here, you know, I was still doing camera gigs and editing and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm not really, it wasn't really a, like, oh, I got my start. Like, here's my lucky break. It was right. kind of slow and steady over the years, just grinding and and uh, keeping the budgets uh, as low as possible, especially when I'm making my own stuff. I'm really all about like make like borrowing gear from friends and mm. and actors and uh, and being like, all right, what location do I have? What can I shoot here? As opposed to, here's this idea I have, and and where can I make that happen? I'm like, all right, what do I have to work with? And then what can I? What kind of story can I tell there? Right, 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 right. You're yeah. um, so. With, I mean, is 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 there like um an ultimate goal of sorts i mean are you are yeah. you trying to become an, the actor the writer or i mean I, I think to some extent obviously most um people in the industry kind of wear multiple hats and totally especially totally. today but um is it, if there was one thing that you wanted to land on specifically and um where where would that be yeah i mean my ultimate goal in film, regardless of the department that I end up in, ideally it would be actually a creative department for like writing, oh, nice. uh, directing, or acting. But I just want to, if I could make, be a part creatively mm. of one film that kind of, as I call it, stands the test of time, you know? Uh, one of those films when they look back and they're like, man, the golden age was 2010 to <laughs> 2020, you know? Because when you're in it, you're like, man. All the all those old films, those are the yeah. always everyone always talks about the golden age being you know decades ago, and then time comes through and it kind of weeds out and trims all the fat, and then all of a sudden you have these amazing films that are maybe a little more under the radar. One of them for me, I think, I feel like Good Time is going to be one of the films that mm. really the test of time. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'd absolutely just love to be a part creatively, and ideally, I kind of see myself. I've kind of always seen this path of. I've known I was going to move out to LA in like middle school. I'm like, I was telling my parents <laughs> work and I'm like, I'm going to make movies the rest of my life. That's what I'm going to do. The guidance counselor wouldn't let me put that down on my uh, resume. Cause they're like working in, that's like not a realistic yeah. like job. So I put down, I think architect or something like that. Some, I made up some like, I was like, cool, put down whatever, but I'm going to work in film. And then uh, I've always just kind of seen my path as being like, trying to figure out like um long-term goals as opposed to as opposed to short-term in the sense of i'm gonna be i'm probably gonna live in i'm gonna probably die in hollywood you know hopefully old and and working but uh i'm gonna be here for a while so i really want to kind of master the craft and i'm not necessarily in a huge rush to like pump out a lot of stuff or anything like that i still make like i have like thousands of videos on youtube like probably over a thousand i've worked on and stuff like that but a lot like 99 of them are trash in my opinion and then you know you get that one percent that uh that i'm a little proud of and um Mm. that's kind of what i'm the goal is i i'm really focusing i've been focusing on acting really in my 
mid to like early my 20 basically my whole 20s was like a really heavy focus on acting and, and figuring that out and and you know learning to work with actors that are seasoned actors versus actors that have never stepped foot in front of the camera and then myself being able to like figure it out because I, I love just being a part of that and being a part of the creative process mm. uh, for films specifically a little less like sitcom TV where you just have your specific lines and your rhythm and your punch lines or theater. It, it's not for me. I really love those like close ups and those feature films where mm. those actors just like shine and there's just so much, so much depth and, and emotion on, on their face. And uh, like Bruce Willis is a perfect example mm -hmm. of, an actor that's just like you see him in an old film and he's like a lot of people like oh yeah he's this action guy and then you see him in pulp fiction or something right you see this close-up and he's up there with like john travolta and samuel jackson and all these big heavy hitters and in my opinion he's just like grabs the attention like he just owns these close-ups and there's just something really magical there and then you see him in friends and he's like terrible <laughs> he has like a death star in friends and he's like kind of just like doesn't really fit the vibe and it's, it's just kind of there and uh so yeah i'm definitely more film and and like i said i focus on acting and right now i'm really been diving in with writing and and working with a lot of talented writers and, and honing that in and mm. kind of dabbling starting to this was kind of my first real step back into directing more seriously even though i still direct several like music videos and and personal projects and stuff like that this uh this I Met a Girl was kind of my first stepping back into that directing world because that's what I went to school for. And uh, I see myself in the next 10 years kind of dabbling back into that. And, yeah, I'm hoping to become kind of uh, one of those guys that just, you know, 20 years from now is making those films where I maybe I have a I act in a film, but then all of a sudden I direct my own film. And like I said, I, I care less about pumping out a lot of good stuff. I just want that one great all-time film and and mm. so i'm here to take chances and, and experiment and this film itself the i met a girl is definitely inspired by richard linklater's before sunrise oh my god dude seriously i was just yeah. about to say to you that this <laughs> when i saw this film it really made me feel of like a, like the the those see that series of films and um, it just had like this this moment, like it was, it, it it was it was a it was like this thing, um, you know, like when you're when you're in your twenties, I think this happens yeah. a lot where you live this moment that yeah. you that when you're living it, it, it seems surreal you don't really think about it as much but if you look back on it, it it's almost like this uh it's magical it's magical of. yeah 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 that that's exactly i mean i felt like that's exactly what he captured and, and that's kind of what i was going for in the sense of just it's very subtle you know it's not big it's not this moment you just kind of it's something that grows in you. you watch it once and you're like oh that film was nice and then a week later, you're still thinking about it, and right. a month later, you're still kind of still kind of resonating with you. And uh, I don't know. That's that's like uh, I'm a, I have a big emphasis right now on like very realistic dialogue and hmm. and scenes that play out really real. And um, and so that's what I was going for. Is like I just it doesn't have to have you know it's not like some 
aliens bust in at the end of it or anything <laughs> like that, which I love, and I write those films myself, and I love watching those, but um, this film was kind of like, not an experiment, but like a, an homage or like a, I guess, yeah, me kind of messing around in that mumblecore romantic genre that's just kind of like a dream state was kind of the whole feeling I wanted for it. I just, just wanted to feel like a light, nice, nice dream. Just a feel-good film. Yeah, it's a, it was um, what I considered um, for our festival. This, If I were going to um, – if someone said, well, you know, you need a film that basically tells everyone what your festival is about. Yeah. To me, this 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 perfectly describes ah. it. Um, Thank you so much. That that means a lot. I appreciate that. These these moments. I think you know when you know, I was actually I just had I got off the phone with someone having the same conversation where, you know, um, when we choose films for the festival, a lot of the choices we make are based on, um. You know, obviously it's 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 based on a lot of stuff whether the cinematography is great the editing is good and audio all the technical stuff yeah but, yeah but more importantly i feel like there's a there's like a there's a feeling that a that a cinematographer or, or a writer or or and to your point the actors um will try to convey on the film and if it comes across properly um it can it tells a story that's beyond what like, like love is this thing where sometimes there's um, there's like these untold stories underneath the story that's being told that come through and I feel like um, like like I you know said earlier this this your film tells like it's almost like someone was telling this longer story and they latched on to this 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 moment and they lifted yeah. it up out of that story and said this is the important moment of that evening and yeah. um yeah it was you know you're i appreciate that very i try good. to yeah i try to a lot of the stuff i make especially like music videos and stuff or, or scenes i write or short films uh, they're either you know the climax the first scene or the last scene of a feature, hmm. you know, and this to me seems like um, either the climax or the or the like, the, you know, the page twenty five or hmm. it's it's something that uh, it's like because I'm not gonna. I, I mean, I'd love to make the feature version of a lot of my stuff, but that's a it's a lot of work and a lot of money, and yeah. sometimes I'm like I'm just gonna try to capture that one moment, whether it's like I said, the last scene or or the first scene in the film, or something that just grabs your attention, because, like I said, the movies that stand the test of time are the ones that you're flicking through the TV, and mm -hmm. a movie like Goodfellas or something comes on, and you're like, oh, the scene just drags, any scene just drags you in. Right. And it kind of pulls you in, and you're like, oh, what's going, and like, lightly, you're like, oh, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden, two minutes go by, and you're like, and then all of a sudden, you're invested. Yep. And um, I call and, them uh, day killers. Because day killers, that's yeah. a good title. <laughs> day killers, because they will day kill killers. they you, you. could be on your oh. way out the door, and that scene comes on in Shawshank Rebellion, uh, Redemption, where you know. Oh yeah, Shawshank comes on. That's a day killer. Right that's there a day killer, sure. man. You're, next thing you know, it's two hours later, and you're like, oh damn oh, it. Yeah. 
and then you and then you finish it and you're like well and it's on again because you know it's on one of those things and you're like well i'm gonna watch the beginning that i missed yep absolutely <laughs> and next thing you know it's the end of the film again and you're like oh yeah. come on so, oh yeah i i'm a, i i repeat a lot like my favorite films i watch it again and again and and there's even been films I've seen once where I like watch it for the first time. I sit down and then I watch it again mm. immediately. I just hit play again and just sit through it. Mm. Um, and yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm I, I love that's that's what I'm looking to do. And those are the scenes that I'm trying to at least create. And this was kind of uh, like I said, it might uh it was just trying to capture that that moment where you have two characters that you kind of like and, and you just slowly fall into this kind of weird state that, that sinks in later. Right. Um, not quite like my other, like my other short films are more even sometimes like Tarantino like where mm. it's like a really intense, you know, crazy mm. violent scene with like all this stuff happening. But then they're talking about like, you know, I guess in Tarantino they talk about burgers, but yeah, in mine right. it's, it's other stuff. But I'm uh I, I definitely would say that I, I kind of bounce around all genres and all types and and I'm just looking to try to make day killers. <laughs> <laughs> so are you like are you one of these people who do you like do you watch your stuff? I mean like I, I find like for me, um it's very hard for me to kind of rewatch any of my kind of the stuff that I've worked on, because I'm like, eh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes a uh, – this this film, I think I finished like a year <laughs> before and was just like – Wow. And I just needed to do the um, – I wanted to – because I wanted to submit it. I was like, oh, I'd love to throw it around a festival or two. And, and I uh, I was like, oh, I got to redo the, uh, the audio because I had like music that I didn't have rights to right. in it. So I had to, I had to figure that out which was like only going to take not that much time, but I just sat on it for so long. Mm -hmm. Cause I'd watch and I'm like, Oh, it's too long like mm -hmm. this. And you know, you just start picking apart mm -hmm. every little thing. And especially with some of my other stuff. And sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I look back 10 years from then and I'm like, you know what? That wasn't that bad. And other times I'm like, all right, let's, let's get this off YouTube. Let's, how can I, how can I remove <laughs> this <from> the internet? <laughs> get rid of that evidence. It's funny. You mentioned the music because I have really enjoyed the choice of what you the, the choice you made because oh, it, it didn't take you like sometimes I feel like uh, like and I, I don't really blame people because I know the budgets are small are like small when you're working with short film and oh, you know yeah. right rights can be a pain in the ass to deal with totally. but, but I feel like sometimes the music can take you out of the film if you oh, choose yeah. wrong and um I, that did not happen at all like i was oh, like this 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 was yeah this was great uh, this was it was a great choice thank you yeah it was, was kind of like i wouldn't say dogma but kind of one of those things where i really wanted to uh i didn't want it to feel like we were um you know like that you hear the the romantic music cue up right before the kiss which which is great i love those films right but right um, that's just not what this film was, and and so I really wanted the music to fit the vibe of the scene and what was going on, and I wanted it to also just feel like music that you would actually hear at a party, um, where it's just like playing in the background, you hear it stop, like, and uh, and then I don't know I've I've gotten some some I guess flack. Some people have been like, you should have had some extras in it, but I don't know. Nah. I like having an extra cross i could have easily had some some people cross the scene or some people in it but i'm like 
it's almost like like in a dream when you look back on it it's like your focus is kind of blurred you know and and, right. and the audience is kind of just looking in on this moment and it's it's just them too you know and you, and you hear the other stuff in the background but you never you never see any of it you don't not not big reactions or anything it's just kind of it's just kind of drifting there as if it's there and right. and and that's kind of what i want the music to to be like slowly like it's it's in the background it's it's describing what's happening out on the party and then it also still sets the mood you know definitely right. slow down a little bit with each scene and and yeah, it gets a little louder, but hopefully not distracting. Well, and also you got to think about it, right? To me, it, the way I see this, it's almost like this is a memory from one of these people. And yeah. When yeah. you're remembering this moment, you're not remembering the the, the people who walk past you. you no. You know no. what I mean? You're 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 caught up in the person that's across from you and the music because it just seeped into your subconscious. And, yeah. Um, I feel like that was like appropriate amount of kind of attention to kind of pay to the the to um, James and Lily. So thank you, thank you. Yeah, it, it definitely was a thing where it's just kind of like a memory would be the perfect way to describe it in the sense of, as you'll notice, except for the first scene, like it. I wanted the scenes to just cut into the middle of their dialogue, so like the script was longer than what you see, um, because I had it start a little beforehand. Mm -hmm. And then end a little afterhand so that like I could just cut right in mid sentence. So the audience kinda has to A catch up and, and be a little bit on their toes to be like, Oh, what are they talking about now and, and figure it out. But also exactly what you just said, it, memory kinda works a little like that where you just have these moments, especially if you're drinking, like you look back in the night and, and you can kinda remember different moments. I look back on first dates I've had with girls that have gone really great and it's like you meet, I remember like meeting them outside the car, kind of this, and then I remember like little bits and pieces of the little, little snippets, you know? Right. And that's what I kind of wanted this to feel like. You're just kind of slowly getting there. And uh, I don't know, I debated having them kiss at the end, but I, I felt like it was more fun to, to just keep the tension holding. Um, and and just yeah you, you already got that you know it's like it's not about the kiss it's like they already right. this is what it is you know like this moment this like this energy in the air this tension this 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 connection like that's what it is it's mm -hmm. not the kiss is just the cherry on top but the sunday's there mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely you, you did this for four hundred dollars uh, yeah i just hired a sound guy for like 200 and then i think i rented like a few lights for like 150 and then i think i spent like 40 bucks on crafty or 50 bucks on some food for the like it was like me sound guy uh lindsey and then my buddy jess so oh it's, my God. yeah four person crew including myself you're like the I'm dream thinking. dream um director and, and writer man yeah it was coming out of my pocket so i was like <laughs> i and i'm making all stuff all the time and i'm like i i uh I'd, I always kind of, I always let my bank account basically like run to zero. And while it's running to zero, I'm like, like you, right now I'm writing a feature that I'm trying to, to get off the ground. And, and I'd rather just have time to work on my own stuff. And then when I always get a little extra money, I try to figure out ways to like make some of my stuff. And then in the meantime, trying to find other people's money, but it's, it's a lot harder <laughs> to find other people to fund it. So I'm like, 
you know what, I can I can make this really cheap. I could I could figure it out and and uh, yeah, I was fortunate. I uh, I was able to to make it work for for very little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was there like a, like had you had you considered like someone else playing the role of um, of uh, James instead of yourself, or was this always going to be a vehicle was, that you wanted to do? Yeah, it was definitely for me because as far as uh, it goes, like I with a sh- thing like this. I'm able to uh, kind of direct while I'm in character in the sense. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I could kind of like pull certain things out and like a technique I like to use when it's a little more like single shots and and the dialogue can be a little loose and stuff like that. I uh, And I've done this usually more in the past with actors that just aren't right. Um, right. actors, but Lindsay is like a super talented actress that I've known for years. So we already had that chemistry. We already like were comfortable friends. So... I knew that we'd be, I don't know, that that would already just be there. Like I could literally be joking with her on set and, and, and it wouldn't be like she has to turn anything on. And, and a lot of times with scenes, I'd start them off just like really goofy. Like I'd just do really stupid things just to get her like in the mood with me and then get myself in the mood and then we'd kind of just start drifting into the scene. Um, right. We'd almost start, every single scene would start improvised and then we drift into the first line mm. and then just to kind of get that that realistic uh dialogue you know because it's, it's really hard when it's like and action and then you say that you have to like say that first line as if you've been talking for you know hours or whatever right, so right, right, right. big thing for me was a i knew i'd show up and i'd be there <laughs> which is how literally half of my short films fall apart is it's almost always actors that are flaky like the cinematographer sometimes um, and the sound guy usually not because I'm usually paying. That's the one guy that's getting paid. Right. And then a lot of times I'm working with. Uh, I'm pretty picky with who I cast because, like I said, I the last you know ten years have been kind of diving into the art of of acting on film and. Sure. And um, it's yeah I'll, I'll tend to sometimes gravitate towards people that might not necessarily be an actor but they want to get into it and then I play to their strengths and which means I have to kind of create an environment for them to really thrive in and, and all of that. And mm. but those people tend to be pretty flaky. Unfortunately, I've, there's definitely a, I have a long, I have a whole folder full of short films that are like other $300, $400 short films that mm. I just got to organize and, or find a producer or someone and be like, look, man, help, help me pump these out. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah. you're, 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 I'm going to, uh, uh I'm going to link this to sports for a second. You, yeah. you, you sound very Belichickian because of. Oh, I am a New England guy. Okay, because I was going to say he. That sounds exactly what he would do as well. He he'll find people who might not necessarily fit another team's, but he'll build yeah. the offense around that person's oh. strengths. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Go Pats, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's kind of what. I'm looking to do because I'm I'm looking at myself. It's like I, you know, I, I I had a lovely upbringing and everything like that, but I'm not a I'm by no means like a trust fund baby who sure. has money that can just kind of throw at at different projects and stuff like that. And right. um, so for me, it's like all the ingredients are here. You know, you have these. It's all about the storytelling when it comes down to it and the acting and like the the things that really matter are kind of essentially free to an extent. Um, 
for me, like, you know, the writing, the directing, the acting, like the, like the core of it's there. And so if you can work those around what you have to work with, like I said, like a certain location is usually like step one. And then finding a few actors that like, you know, you've worked with that are reliable or you've seen in the past and reach out to them. Um, that's kind of all you need. I have, I'm fortunately enough, like I said, I started off in cinematography. So I have a ton of friends that are DPs right. that I'm able to uh, really communicate with and like kind of describe like this scene. I was talking with my buddy, Je uh, Jess, who shot it. I, the word dream was just, I gave him like, I, I created a little like pitch packet for him or something to kind of paint the scene of like, I just want it to feel like you're on a pink cloud is what I kept saying. I'm like, you're in a hmm. pink orange cloud and it's a dream and you're just floating there and, and, and you're just, you're just in it. And, um, mm. but yeah, I tend to, I tend to try to find what I have, what, like what tools I have to work with and then, and then try to, yeah, get the most out of them and maybe put them in circumstances that other people would kind of have this idea of like, this is what I want to do. And then I'm going to blood, sweat and tears and make it, make it happen, which right. is what I do. Like I said, I've been making films for, forever right and uh i know that it's not gonna it's gonna take a while and it's gonna be like the one film that's gonna take off is gonna be the last one you expect it so right i'm looking for longevity and, and just trying to play to my strengths and and fine fine tune all my different tools hmm. <laughs> well um so what's next for you like what do you are you working on anything new uh yeah yeah i got a um so there's a few projects that are kind of, you know, the stuff's always, you always have to have like, you know, 20 muffins in the oven per yep. se, and, and hope hopefully one of them comes out. But um, yep. there's like a FX Late Night, there's a show that I was like developing with um, some people there for a second, and then it kind of, they, they thought the budget was going to get too big, which is funny because I'm like, just trying to explain, I was like, no, like... <laughs> because they saw stunts and all this and it was, it was definitely getting a big budget thing but I'm like no you don't understand like you could shoot this for really cheap in a certain way mm. but my producers were like no we want to get you some money and figure that out so that's kind of on the back burner right now I'm hoping uh, hoping that comes back into play there's another show that um, I was creating with uh, the creators of Pen15 I don't know if you've are yep. you familiar with mm. yeah yeah so I was I was fortunate enough to work with um Anna Conkle and Maya Erskine and that and oh wow they develop um before Penn came out actually or was picked up they were like helping me create this uh rollerblade show and we pitched it out to like only a few places and one of them was actually like yeah we're gonna make it happen and then kept going back and forth and and um and unfortunately that one like kind of got put on the back burner as well. So that was like this song that's like in the last year, all this stuff has been happening. So huh. I've been kind of like have these shows, I have another TV show I'm gearing up to pitch out. Um, and so I just kind of have all these projects that are making me absolute zero money, but, uh, <laughs> isn't that the, isn't that the way of, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, I always say other people are getting paid, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out how that works out. Like, but you know yeah. what it happens yeah it's one of those things where i'm like because i'm in i hate to say it, it's like i have the power and i have none of the power you know i'm like yep. they know it's like i'll do anything to get this thing made like i don't i'll 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 cut i don't need a paycheck like this is i didn't move here to 
I didn't move to Hollywood to you know make a bunch of money in the stock market. I moved here to make movies right. with whatever it takes. So right. that's kind of what I'm at right now. And I, I kind of took a break. And right now I'm like, those those films are those ones I was talking about. One of them was almost like Tim and Eric style comedy, oh. and then the other one's like super dark, um, dark grounded humor. And then right now I'm writing like a super over the top like blockbuster kind of like a, a point break meets fast and furious esque. Oh, that's thing. cool. Yeah. I got a, I got a guy that I, um, that I'm hopefully going to get it to and, and maybe something will happen. But, uh, like I said, I'm all over the map. Like, um, and then I guess I do one thing I do that I always kind of forget about. Uh, I make skate videos with my buddies. Um, hmm. so we're making our 13th skate video and, uh, we make them, to show to our friends in LA, a lot of our friends are filmmakers and stuff like that. But, um, and some of our videos, even like some of my skate videos, um, I remember, I don't know if you're familiar with the Daniels, the directing duo. Uh, no. They did like a Swiss army man. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they kind of make some wild stuff and they've done some wild music videos and, and they got a great new project in the works. But, um, I made some stuff that I was really happy when Daniel came up to me one day and was like, this kind of inspired this scene in, in Swiss Army Man or something like that, and so I've oh. I've definitely make like stuff that's just really weird, like t these kind of Tim and Eric style comedy skate videos. Um, so that's one that I'm working on right now that I cast my mom and dad in. Who uh. Killed it. It's, it's like because it's when you're doing that style of comedy that's kind of over the top. I like cast my dad. It's like his second time on camera, and he does the first scene <laughs> in his normal like. New England accent <laughs> and then for whatever reason the second scene he puts on this southern accent which I've never heard of <laughs> and I don't even think he realized it and he like says this second line with just this ridiculous southern accent and I'm just like trying to hold it in like <laughs> and I don't tell him and I'm like this makes like I would never even think of that like oh now all of a sudden you have a southern accent in the scene and then you drop it like little little funny things like that so um That's those hilarious. are some of the things that are in the works right now uh just write, really focusing on writing, and then I, I act as well, like and and stuff. But mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, those are that's so always cool. Always acting, yeah, yeah. I, I I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it out here. I love making movies. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, I I'm um, I'm very happy that you submitted to our festival because oh, um, right. I'm I'm hoping that I could uh, fly. To, I got some buddies in New York, so I'm hoping the one that got me into Secret Life Walter Mitty song. Hoping that if uh, Swagger postpones, which they kind of have, then I could maybe fly into New York and, and make a last-second appearance. Oh, that would be cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it'd be yeah. really cool. That would be very cool if you can do it. Um, if not, you know, we'll be disappointed, but um, I will do my best to give your film its just desserts. Ah, thank you, thank you. Because, yeah, um, I just like to have people see it. I just, I don't know, I think it's a... a a little thing that I think it will play well in a festival in the sense of it's a video that, you know, if you're scrolling through for lack of a better platform, Instagram mm. or something, mm. people aren't ready to sit down through something like that. But, you know, when you go to a festival or you're watching stuff and you're kind of ready to sit down through stuff, I, I think it will, yep. it, it kind of gets in there and, and, and latches onto you and doesn't let go hopefully. And, and kind of just, like I said, lightly sticks with you. you yeah. Know? Well, it was 13 minutes, and I was like, what I was, what I marveled about was um, 
was how efficient it was in, oh, its, in its production, which because it's really I was worried it was long. <laughs> no, thirteen. I was like, um, because sometimes you'll get a short film, and it'll either yeah. it won't it won't it'll either won't fit in the amount of time they were trying to do it, like they totally. made it, you know, or or it was too short, and you're just like, yeah. um, you know, or it's waiting. Yeah, you know. So this like. So I think it was last year. Uh, hello, we, did you hear me? Can you did hear me? I lose you? I think you had me. Can you? Hear oh, me? now you're back. Now you're oh, back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally, totally understand. Like, I whenever I go to short films at festivals, I just watch them online. It's, mm. it's, it's definitely a medium that I feel like a lot of younger filmmakers, or I guess just any filmmaker, but it's, it's a tricky medium. Yeah, because it's like to really like a whole story you really don't quite get that time sometimes and I don't know it's it's a uh, it's almost harder than the feature in the sense to really oh, really absolutely I actually tell people um, one of the things that you know as a writer um, so I'm a you know I write sketch write, writing out of um, out of UCB here in New York and oh, um, yeah, I got a bunch of friends at UCB here, and oh. I've, I've gone to the UCB program and stuff like that. Love UCB. Yeah, it's great. And and the one thing, that, the one reason why I took it was because, you know, one of the things about sketch is that you know all of it, all of it can happen in seven pages of, or five pages. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah, sure, and, and quick. Five and quick. Pages. And <laughs> so it teaches you to be, to tell, to get to the point faster. Yeah, um, trim all that fat, get it out of there. Exactly, and I think the short films do the same thing for for features. Like, if to me, if if you can tell that story, if you can do it effectively in that small amount of time, um, you you just become a much more effective storyteller. Totally, yeah. No, that's that's a that's a my biggest pet peeve usually in films is. Um, when I'm like, this scene is unnecessary, right. and it's that style of film, you know, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it, you're, you're, it's a feeling, you know. So yep. I'm like, one of these, these scenes could be cut, but like that's what the movie is, or, or a Nicholas Wanning reference film that just kind of has all these scenes. But a lot of films, if I'm seeing a blockbuster that's like a Marvel movie, I'm like, what's the point of this scene? Right. Like, what's that even line? Like, why is that line there? Like, it doesn't pay off. Right. Like, it, it was, and sometimes you know they had to cut the script, so then that line they just kind of left in there, or whatever. But um, yeah, that's definitely a pet peeve of mine that uh, I'll notice sometimes where I'm like, every single frame counts. Yep. What is this entire scene doing here? Yep. That drives me cr absolutely batty. I'm just like, yeah. seriously? <laughs> really? Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, it's good to be picky. It's good to be picky because then, then you'll you'll end up one day with, with that one that's that's great. Like you, it's good. It's always a good sign that, like you said, uh, and, and a filmmaker that hates their own films is usually a good sign, as opposed to someone that's like, "I love it, it's great," and you're like, "Oh no." I know. I, you know, <laughs> I, 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 last year, so last year at our film festival, um, we had a filmmaker who submitted to um, our fest who had um, 
it's kind of a long story, but my first, so I've been doing this for 15 years, and the first, oh, our, yeah, our, yeah, yeah, it's the 15th annual one, I saw that, I was like, yeah, that's yeah, it's been a long time, that, man, that's, that's awesome, yeah, I, I still don't know why I'm still doing it, but whatever, oh, uh, <laughs> I'm, it made me, I'm psyched, I'm, it's cool, <laughs> it's, so, the first, the first festival that we did, there was a, there was two people, there were two people who showed up at our event separately, and they came separately, and they ended up dating and got married, and they've come to every festival since. I was gonna say, have they been coming back? Like, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, and um, <laughs> the guy um, last year actually entered his first film into what? he ever did into our festival. That's really cool. And really cool. you know, I. Was it the best film? It wasn't the best film, but um, what really uh, um, drew me to uh, letting him in, besides the fact that it would be really cool to have him in, was his willingness to go. He basically said to me, look, my this is not my best film. He's like, this is my first film. He said, it's not great at all. <laughs> He's like, it isn't great at all, but I'm okay with that. If you please allow me to screen. I want the criticism. I'm like, damn, okay. Um, I will consider that. And so I let him in and um, with the understanding that I would explain that to the audience. Um, and everybody just applauded. They were like, oh my God, that's so great. You know, yeah. and, and you know, he took, he took that criticism and made other stuff. And he's, sent me a couple of his pieces since then that have improved much because of a lot of the feedback we gave him there. And those are the kind of little moments of the festival for me that, that you know, really validate why I'm doing it. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. So, um, to you know, like, whenever we get, I like, you know, I, I remember pretty much every film that we've screened since in the 15 years. I still have them all. I watched them from time to time. I have championed them to other film festivals many, 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 many times. Um, and actually, there's a film event called the Asbury Shorts Film uh, Concert that um, has been running for like, I think about 40 or 45 years or so. Wow. And they run all over the country. And they reached out to me um, recently and said, next year... They're like, so like we've come, we've always come to your event. You've always curated great short films. Next year, we want to bring your program as part of our screening, so that way people can enjoy the stuff that you pick out um, because you you do a good job of picking stuff out. I said I don't do a good job of picking stuff out. I people make the films and they do a good job of doing what they're doing. I just. <laughs> I'm lucky enough to have, you know, take advantage of it. So there's that. Um, and you're no, I don't that you got the you got great taste. Well, yeah, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and you know, I, I have favorites across all of my years that I've done them. This yours was one of my favorites this year. So oh, that means a lot. And I say you. that honestly, not. No, no, I believe that. So. that that's very kind of you. Well, uh, after the festival runs. Um, if no one points out something that is a little wild about the film, uh, let me know and and I'll I'll let you in on a little Easter egg that that might 
that will completely blow your mind. <laughs> oh, good gravy. Okay, now I'm going to have to watch it again. <laughs> it's so subtle. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. I, I showed it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. But uh. But um. But yeah. It's uh. Yeah. After I'd I'd be curious to see if anyone notices it at the screening. But if not, okay. I don't want to point it out to anyone. But since since we've had this lovely conversation about it, <laughs> I'd I'd, uh, I'd point it out to you. I've I've never told anyone about it. So it's, oh. it's a very little little Easter egg that uh kind of changes the entire film. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's this, cool. I mean, this better not film. be no like you know I see dead people thing because you know. No, 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 no. It's, it's like a it's it's a it's a funny little twist that just kind of. Okay. Yeah. But um, but it, the film still is exactly like what we talked about. And then I recently uh, you, you asked about things I was working. I just yeah. I just put out on YouTube for fun. I made like a little, I think eight minute mockumentary, uh-huh. um, on uh like a comedy mockumentary on my YouTube called uh Lab Rat Booze Food. Uh, on my John Frank like uh, YouTube, so if you're uh, if you're ever anyone listening or, or yourself ever bored and, and want to check out another thing I made, that's like a, a one I put out in December, I think. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to check. Uh, I see it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's another fun one that I. Uh, an interesting thing I did for that is my sister, who's a doula not a cinematographer um i have like i said a bunch of friends that are dps that were like more than would have been more than happy to come over and shoot this um i had her shoot it instead Hmm. because it's like a mockumentary so i'm like the camera person's that but then i also wanted the other actor who's like not he's only been in one or two things he's not really he's an actor but not really you know everyone in la is an actor right and uh i wanted him and myself to like feel very comfortable with the uh, cinematographer that's filming it and doing it and asking the questions and, and actually talk to them like a friend. Mm. But then also I wanted to, I didn't want to have it like the pressure, you know, of like, here's this big production, like here's this like legitimate, like, you know, super good cinematographer. And then I'm on top of it. And then my other one buddy who's in the film, then it would just feel like the weights on his shoulders. So it, right one thing I'll do sometimes with early actors is like I'll have a cinematographer that's that's going to be able to get the job done and I'll help them out and, and they'll bring like they'll film it a little unique and I'll be able to review it and stuff but I'm able to coach them like I'm coaching these actors and, and the actors don't feel like they're the one person on set that's that's never done anything like this, they don't feel like the uh, the odd man out I feel gotcha. or at least that's what I hope that I I create maybe it's not and I should just get a real cinematographer but no I think that's smart it just that's kind of the environment for that so hmm. yeah lab rat booze food very different from uh, I met a girl <laughs> okay all right I will I will definitely check this out cool awesome well it, absolute pleasure and hopefully I catch you at the festival and, and if not we'll talk soon yeah uh, where can people find you online if uh, they stay in touch I'll- keep up with you yeah, my Instagram is, is usually the best place. It's uh, at John, J-O-H-N, like, L-Y-K-E. Awesome. John, cool. this was a pleasure. Thank you so much oh. for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Me. I, I had a blast. And uh, thank you again for sharing your, 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 your works with us, and I'm looking forward to screening it on Friday. Yeah, world premiere, baby. Let's go. World premiere. All right. All right, man. Take care. Cool. Awesome. Thank you.